0: I've always been on the John Batchelor Show, one of the best podcasts, gives you a global look, a national look, uh, fabulous guy. I love to do interviews with him. I'm so thankful that every week, uh, practically, we're able to do a couple interviews and then I'm able to repost so you guys can all hear on my podcast uh, what John and other people are asking me as we cover a variety of topics. We'll continue to do this. If you have questions or topics that you want John to cover or John to ask me, just email at DevinNunes.com. Catch you next time.
1: This is the Friends of History Debating Society. I'm John Batchelor. I welcome Congressman Devin Nunes, podcaster Devin Nunes, author Devin Nunes, author of Countdown to Socialism, and Californian Devin Nunes. And today, one more hat, ranking member on the Health Subcommittee of Ways and Means Devin Nunes to comment on what appears to be another wave of the COVID-19 virus. A very good day to you, Devin. I begin with Californian Devin Nunes, however, because... Our mutual colleague, Jeff Bliss, has sent me a photograph of gasoline prices north of Los Angeles, clearing $6 for regular gasoline now. The last time we t- uh, talked, I knew that it was about $5 in the L.A. area, but of course that's heavily trafficked. And you noted that it was somewhere between 4 and 5 in the San Joaquin Valley, the bread and fruit basket of the solar system. Has there been any change in these last days? Good day to you.
0: Well, thanks, John. As we continue to monitor the ever-rising price of gas here in the San Joaquin Valley, I think last week we talked about it being actually definitely over four fifty. some areas approaching $5. But unfortunately, today I can report I was out to driving around Sunday morning early, and uh, I found several stations uh, over $5 gasoline. Matter of fact, it seems to be the average is probably over $5.00. In the San Joaquin Valley, so uh, yeah, I would imagine that it's uh, close to six in in big cities across across California. So this is this is going from bad to worse, and of course in San Joaquin Valley, where we have rising home prices and uh, much uh, lower wages compared to uh, you know the Silicon Valley, where they print gold bars from the social media tech tyrants. You know, these are folks that are you know make make good good wages, uh, have good jobs, uh, but, you know, there are people that are making 15 to $25 an hour, uh, but that money goes quickly with 5 to $6 gasoline, unfortunately.
1: I mentioned that in the beginning of the Biden administration, there was much attention to the Keystone Pipeline, which is part of the infrastructure of energy in the United States in North America. It connects at some point to the oil sands of Canada, but it also is part of the intention of the Biden administration to either cut back on or delimit fossil fuel to the American people. The puzzle now is why the Biden administration is not looking at least at ameliorating its opinion of fossil fuel, given that every penny, I'm told, is a tax increase on the American people it seems logical to do something in an emergency fashion because we're not in the driving season, Devin. We're at holiday time when there's very little driving and we're still in the virus. So have you heard talk anywhere that there could be a temporary reversal of these restrictions? You know, the business about no drilling on federal lands. The, the EPA has many plans now to, in some fashion, inhibit fossil fuel electric generation. Do you hear anything in Washington? Uh, Give us a break. No,
0: no, John. In fact, I I hear the opposite. The the challenge is is that the Democrat Party of old is now the socialist left-wing party that is part of this climate cult, global, global warming cult. And part of the doctrine that you must believe, that you must adhere to, is that higher gas prices are a good thing to the new socialist party and i think people are now waking up you know a lot of people didn't believe that because you don't hear a lot of democrat politicians out talking about it but you must have the endorsement of the climate cult or you won't get elected and part of that is understanding we've had several people throughout you know, the last decade uh, talk about that are high ranking uh Experts uh, in this field talking about the need to have eight dollar and ten dollar gasoline uh, because in their command uh, commanding heights position, where they believe they can puppeteer the economy, uh, they believe that, that that forces people into electric cars. Now, uh, it's a it's a fool's errand. Uh, it gets in the way of of, of basic free market economics. Uh, but but that is the that is the religion that these uh, folks now worship and so uh, what's sad is is that the trump administration for the first time and you know basically my lifetime uh, we had become energy independent things were things were going well wells were being drilled largely because of of fracking in west texas all through oklahoma uh, up into north dakota into the Balkans. you mentioned the oil sands of canada uh, the trump administration had had opened up Uh, more drilling in Alaska, in, in Anwar. We have that great Alaskan pipeline that's now operating somewhere around 10, 15, 20% of its capacity. So the idea was to, to open that back up and get drilling going in Alaska where there's an abundant, abundant, cheap oil. Well, all of this has been put off. Uh, so Alaska or the Alaska uh, issue has been tied up in the courts. Uh, and all new drilling has been suspended on federal lands. Now they're, uh, there are some court battles going on, but the bottom line here is John that, and then you have the Keystone Pipeline being canceled uh, per- indefinitely or permanently. Uh, other pipelines on the chopping block. Uh, this is all adding to the pressures that I think people are beginning to speculate that we're going to have higher higher fuel prices. And then of course you've got um, you know globally uh, the Russians and other petro states are are preying on on Europe. And so it, I think globally you're just starting to see a, a, a rise in, in energy prices that couples with the inflation uh, that's going on. As you print more and more money and you throw it out into the economy, a dollar or a euro or gold, it just goes – it doesn't go as far. I'm and that's what that's what we're experiencing.
1: I'm glad you mentioned electric cars because I've been looking at them. The ads are coming frequently now. Mercedes has one. Volvo has one. All the major car companies are offering an electric vehicle. What I read consistently, however, from the presentation is, one, 250 miles seems to be the number they agree that you can get out of a battery charge. And two, there are subsidies, although I couldn't possibly summarize what subsidies and where and for whom. However, that 250 miles, now, 250 miles would do well here in Rural Connecticut because there's not very much distance between towns and you don't have to go very far to go to the train or to the next town. However, where you are, Devin, it occurs to me that 250 miles must go very quickly in the driving in California. Is that true?
0: Well, especially in the San Joaquin Valley or people that, that, you know, put around in traffic in, in Los Angeles, you know, where you, you may drive, you know, 30, 40, 50 miles one way to, to work. And and look I'm not against uh, electric cars and in many cases uh, they've been revolutionary they're they're really interesting it's new technology uh this is I think a credit to Elon Musk granted he did have a lot of subsidies that that allowed him to get started uh in this but he's he, he's really uh discovered what people didn't didn't think was possible that you could make electric cars work and there are some advantages to them however uh the the challenge i think is is that the left and the the cult climate global warming folks uh you know they they make believe to these to young people in the universities that oh just plug it in it's all free it's coming from the sun and look that's just not the case i mean the fact is is that to produce electricity if you're not going to use nuclear power then electricity is very very expensive to to produce so Nuclear power, coal-fired power, gas-fired power, that's how you can produce massive amounts of electricity at the cheapest cost. When you start relying on wind turbines and solar panels, all of a sudden it all looks good because, you know, just simpleton thinking thinks, well, the wind blows and it must not cost anything. Oh, the sun shines, it must not cost anything. Until you get into the details, John. And the problem is, is, is what it takes to produce solar panels and windmills rely on rare earth elements. And there's only so much of those to go around. They're not easy to get to. In the United States, the same climate cult people and global warming people have put off, made it almost impossible to do mining, uh, here in, uh, here in the United States. So guess who does it? Our favorite friends, the Chinese. And they've went out around all over the globe locking up these rare earth elements. So effectively, you are beholden to the Chinese if you want a solar panel or a windmill. And as we found out last year, uh, in Texas, sometimes, you know, there's a freeze and then the wind, wind may be blowing, but the windmills don't turn. Uh, and if you don't have batteries to store this power when the wind, when the wind stops or the sun doesn't shine, then all of a sudden you need batteries, which guess what? Also take rare earth elements. So all of this is making us, it's, it's a very expensive. For solar panels and windmills. And then of course the batteries don't last as long, which gets openly to your, to your, 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 concern about only being able to go 250 miles. Look, we're just not making batteries. We don't have rare elements, rare earth elements in this country, things that it takes to make batteries. The technology is just not, not there yet to make large batteries. So it's driving up the cost of electricity, which is why in California now, uh, we're paying some of the highest electricity rates uh, in in the world, uh, because we just don't because we we're relying on uh, solar panels mostly, some wind, uh, these large peaker battery plants that are going up that are you know, enormously expensive and, and inefficient, and it's just making life in California where not only do you have six dollar gasoline now, you also have the highest electricity prices, and you just have lack of common sense where where you have people educated, getting educated that. That, oh, somehow, if the, the the wind blows and the sun shines, it's just all free. Everything's free, John. Everything's free. Everything's free in California. Except when you live in the real world, uh, and you're making 15, 20, 30 bucks an hour, and you can't afford an electric car, a fancy electric car. You can't afford $6 gasoline. Can't afford to, to, to cool your house down in the heat, the San Joaquin Valley heat in the, in the middle of summer. These are these reality is beginning to set in to the socialist green policies. So, you know, remains to be seen whether or not the Democrats, socialists will pay a price here in California. They haven't so far. Um, but we'll see. We'll see if this makes a difference.
1: Congressman Devin Nunes, 22, California. Podcaster Devin Nunes. You can find Devin's podcast at Apple Podcasts. Author Devin Nunes, author of Countdown to Socialism and Ranking Member on the Health Subcommittee, Devin Nunes, in the House Ways and Means. We're going to go there next because, along with the higher gasoline prices and the worldwide inflation, there are reports from Europe of a new wave of the virus, and there are reports in the front page of the Wall Street Journal within these hours of breakthroughs of the of the COVID nineteen breakthroughs of the vaccinated. I'm triply vaccinated, but if you're in a vulnerable group, and I'm in a vulnerable group, the vaccination is no longer adequate. What is to be done? This is the Friends of History Debating Society. I'm John Batchelor.